T-minus three, two, one, zero. Hello, my friends, and welcome to another episode of the Launch Sequence Podcast. This week, I have with me the amazing, the goat morphologist for episode 54, and we're going to talk some good stuff. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, it's great to be back here. It's always been fun talking to you about Star Citizen and just other stuff in general. Yeah, we have some we have some good talks, and we had a, an episode together not long ago. It's like a month and a half, maybe great discussion about kind of some of the stuff that was coming up this year and how we were feeling about the 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 rest of 2022 and since then we've gotten some pretty major roadmap updates we've gotten a letter from from chris from the chairman talking about 4.0 and server meshing and um, some news on the next few updates so we're going to talk about all of that today but first i actually first i really wanted to ask you about your recent review that you put out. I just watched that this morning. Um, Hard Space Shipbreaker came out full release last month and was, I love it. I hadn't played it before. I played it maybe twice since April and I fell in love. It's like an amazing little puzzle game, but you got to review it. You spent a lot of time with it. What are your, what are your thoughts on it? And do you suggest it to people? Yes. Um, and, and uh, full disclosure, it was a, it was a sponsored video. They reached out to me, but the thing is that I really wanted to talk about the, the game since I first did a video, which was also sponsored like two years ago when I went into early, uh, early access. And the reason why was because they, a lot of the mechanics in the game feel kind of similar to what we have in star citizen, like with the gray cat multi-tool with the oxy cutter and the, um, the, the tractor beam, mm-hmm. if you look at them, they're, they're almost, you know, it almost feels like they must have seen the game or have been, at least it been inspired at some point from it, because it just it seems like there, there's a relationship there that could, um, that could be more, um, for salvage. And that's really why I was so excited about it. Cause it kind of gave me an idea of what I would like to see out of a salvage mechanic in star citizen, because I wonder, you know, what, how do you make salvage fun? Much like before they had the mining mechanic is how do you make mining fun? Well, they figured out the mining thing. Mining is, can actually be pretty entertaining with, with the mechanics that they've developed, but now they got to figure out salvage. I think that Hearts Bay Shipbreaker is a super fun game and I think they could learn something from it because you know, it's, it's, it's ultimately just about breaking ships down, but how you have to solve the puzzle of taking apart a ship uh, is really fun. Like, for example, uh, the one thing I forgot to mention in the video I posted, which I feel like I really regret that I didn't, is that there's a sequence of things that you need to unplug and look out for before you take apart a ship. That gets more complex as you go. So, like, if, if a ship has a has a, a, a reactor and, a, like, a power module, and you disconnect the power module before you disconnect the um, the the gas from the reactor, the, the coolant from the reactor the switches will stop operating and you won't be able to turn that off. And so if you try to cut the, the reactor out after you've unplugged the, the power unit, it'll actually explode and, and destroy both the, the engine module and the power unit and maybe kill you if you're too close. So there's, there's all these different things you have to worry about as the ships get more complex. And it, oh, it's, just, it's a lot of fun to solve these kinds of things for me anyway, I, I like, I like problem solving and, and puzzles in general. So yeah, 
two yeah, things. I, how did you, yeah, what's up? Was that was that what happened? What you posted a, a clip in the beginning of your view. Was that what was happening? You were kind of like rushing out of the ship you were in. Uh, it was like on fire. It, so that, like... that that was one of the more simple. That was one of the earlier puzzles. That was about midway through. I think like level five or six or something like that. And what that is is uh, they started introducing these these engine housings, which contain the uh, the the thruster module, the fuel tank, and the uh, like a like some conduits and so when you take off the engine you cut out like this so there's this module that hooks up to the to the thruster it starts a fire in these pipes and if it gets all the way back to the fuel tank it'll explode so you have to get in there and flip the switch to shut off the fuel supply before that happens and unfortunately the switch is geniusly located behind the thrust like the thruster module in the back so you got to cut that off first and rush in to Shut it off. Obviously, that's intentional on their part to make yeah. it exciting. But that's what was happening. And it's that kind of thing that's really fun. Some of it's time, some of it's strategy. Like, that's more of a time thing and thinking how you can take it apart efficiently um, and accurately. But yeah, that's the kind of thing that I, I really love about it and why I think salvage could potentially be really fun if they took just like a fraction of the of the of the gameplay they did for they did in in this game shipbreaker and star citizen agreed mm -hmm. the the what you talk about with the way that it's not necessarily the fact that you are cutting up a ship that draws most of that excitement it's the fact that you're finding ways to do it efficiently you're figuring out what to do first and how that makes these processes safer and that reminds me that like the fact that salvage could just be shooting a laser at something and, and cutting it or something like that th it, that's as simple as it could be because once they start building in these different hazards they build in the fact that resource management will factor in the, the things you need to disconnect and stuff like that at least i would hope that's what they might do in in star citizen that does make me feel a little bit better about salvage and the fact that they don't need to do something super complex with salvage itself they just need to make sure that the damage mapping and the design of the ship and how it's supposed to be taken apart or or destroyed is more engaging. Yeah, exactly. And and well, I had a, a bunch of great comments in the video. Now I've been I've been following them. I always do that when I post videos. It's fun to read the comments. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, one of them. One of them suggested, you know, like for example, you having to, you have to go into the ship systems and s turn off the the fuel line. Uh, to the thrusters before you cut the thrusters off otherwise they explode i mean there you go that that is how you could do it you don't have to have it so that a ship is pulled apart uh bulkhead by bulkhead uh quite so complex as a game like hard space shipwrecker but i think there are components of it that make it exciting like the uh the strategy of it and the danger of doing it the wrong way that, that will make it exciting and it will add a, a skill level to it that isn't about you know an xp book that you buy and you train for five hours or something right it's really about thinking on your feet and solving an issue and and, and using your skill set like yeah. with mining so and knowing a ship great. if you know a ship, a ship better yeah. exactly that kind of stuff makes knowing a huge a difference better. yeah cool. absolutely absolutely what what do you think so far of what we've seen of salvage we've gotten a couple of sneak peeks at it They've talked a little bit about different bits that they want to do, hole stripping and taking out components and even siphoning out fuel. But we've only really seen hole stripping and 
there have been mixed reactions. What's your take so far on what they've shown us? Well, honestly, I, I don't have my hopes aren't super high for it to be anything that interesting. Initially, it it, mm -hmm. it does seem like it's going to be um, mining, but with ships. Uh, so and maybe even not that because I, I don't think that there's going to be maybe a green spot that you've got to get into to properly strip stuff off. Well, maybe, maybe there will be. If there is, that's maybe too much on the nose as well. So I, I wouldn't expect it to be that interesting or complex to come out, and I'm not expecting it to be. It, it is kind of disappointing to see that it's going to be so simple after we've waited for so long. And because, you know, all these different times that they've delayed it, they said, well, we want we want to make it good. You know, we want to make it, it needs to be right when it comes out. And it comes out as just like lasers with stripping hulls. It, it is it is kind of disappointing. But um. You know, it's as long as there's a platform for them to build off and, and expand out. I think that's really what we want, because the thing that made mining good wasn't its first implementation, but it, it was the fact that they kept iterating, iterating on it, um, patch after patch, making it bigger and bigger to the point people were wondering, like, why? You know, this is there's so much stuff. Why are you adding hand mining gadgets? It's already interesting enough. But yeah. Actually, I think they do add something interesting, and I'm glad that they did it. So. I hope that they, and I think that they will, do the same thing for hand mining. So at first it'll probably be eh, whatever, but eventually I think they're going to get to a point where it's like mining. I do hope that we see iteration on it this year because they've started to kind of do that. It's it's really, it's like a, they go back and forth on it. You know, they, they've started to add features and then iterate them on them pretty quickly, but then also those iterations aren't quite what's needed at the time. I'm thinking the the inventory i think is the best example of it they added it and then they iterated on it and they got it into a better place but it's like it's still just not anywhere near where it really needs to be um and i yeah, do hope that it, it, they don't do that with salvage unfortunately i think that they are going to do that with salvage i mean like i hope that they don't don't say but it with their, with their <laughs> focus on squadron 42 i mean I, I i really think that we need to limit our expectations and not overhype it that way we're not horribly disappointed when it comes out and is far less than we expected. Because they're focusing on Squadron 42. I mean, this is not a priority. There aren't a lot of developers working on this right now. Um, a lot of the features are a byproduct of them needing to get Squadron 42 out. So it, it is, yeah, it, it's, it's, we're going to have it, but I, I think people need to, you know, slow down a bit. It's probably not going to be that exciting. Squadron 42 is sucking a lot of the air out of the room for you. Uh, it's sucking all the air out of the room. So I mean, they've, I mean, they, they said it themselves. They said that their primary focus right now is squadron 42 and star citizen is secondary star citizen gets the hand-me-downs. I mean, they didn't say it exactly that way. They said, well, you know, we think that we can get a better quality of features by first developing them for stars or for squadron 42. And then after they're well-developed, we pass them down to star citizen. What that really just means is that they're, developing for squadron 42 and if things can go to star citizen afterward they will but it's not a priority you know they're they're, they're not gonna worry about it so so that actually touches a little bit on your video from earlier this year which is something i wanted to to bring up because you you let out that video um i think it, some people kind of lost their minds uh <laughs> there are some interesting opinions in response to that video but really what was most interesting was after this letter for the chairman came out and a lot of people seemed to believe that that you know 
proved you wrong or was going against what you were saying in that video when in reality it's kind of the same thing that you're still saying right now that is that this year is not a major year for star citizen in that they're not getting these big complex additions because squadron 42 is so much the focus is that that's kind of where you're coming from still yeah um i i'm sorry can you rephrase that question <laughs> sure yeah that was a that was a deep one um basically what you said earlier this year about it not being the year for star citizen you still stand mm -hmm. by that even despite this this chairman's letter and i think people don't understand the position you come from and why what you said is still true so could you elaborate a little bit on yeah. that you know, I, I, I absolutely think that it's still not the year for Star Citizen. And I know that some people see that as doubling down and being unable to admit that I'm wrong. But I I would, well, first of all, I don't really have to prove anything to anybody. But I will point yeah. to the fact that I did in the past make mistakes and, and point out and make a video, in fact, to state that I was wrong. Like, for example, the Crusader thing. I said, some of you may recall that I don't think that they're going to have Crusader until server meshing comes out. And they put out Crusader. They removed Levski, so there was like a give and take there. Yeah. But you know, I didn't. I didn't. I did say that they would probably remove something if they were able to get it in. But I said I, I don't think it's gonna come out. But it came out, and I said, you know, I did video. I said I was wrong. So if I'm wrong about this being the year for Star Citizen, I'll make a video about it. But I, I, I don't think it will be. And the reason why I say that is when we look at the big picture for Star Citizen. Uh, we need. I measure what constitutes as a big update and a small update based on that scale. And if we're going to be content with some tech coming online is a is a big step forward for the experience, the meaningful experience of Star Citizen. Then I, I ask. Then what is uh, something like a whole new star system and and you know new uh, new functions to the game like going through a wormhole or the jump point. Is that a super ultra big update? I think that we just get into hyperbolic statements about patches, and I don't want to go there. I, I think that a, a big patch, a big year for Star Citizen, must include a significant step forward in the gameplay experience for the average player. And I don't think that we're getting that this year. That's not to say that I don't think we're having any progress this year, and I think people that's where people really misunderstood what I was saying didn't say that there's not going to be any progress this year or that there won't be significant updates. There are going to be significant updates this year. I thought for sure after they talked about in Last Citizen Con that this year that they would be testing persistent entity streaming at the, moment, at the time they called it persistence yeah. and that they'd be talking about um, uh, that they would also maybe test server meshing because they, they did say that at, at Citizen Con they, they talked about how their timeline this year was to test uh, persistence midway through the year and then try to get to server meshing by the end of the year and it does seem like they're sticking to that too which is really refreshing to see seems they were pretty accurate with it um the thing with that stuff is is although that that's really important tech uh progress for star citizen to get us to that really ex like exciting game that we all want to have ultimately the first implementation of stuff like persistent entity streaming is more of an academic thing than something that's going to significantly alter or impact the average player's experience and here's what i mean by that the tech doesn't necessarily mean that the uh the gameplay or the missions that take advantage of it are going to be online in that first uh, implementation just because 
uh, boxes will be left out in space for us to find from a ship exploding doesn't mean that we'll be able to find those boxes because you know, they have to create mechanics for us to find those. Uh, they, they need to create a scanning function in the game for us to locate them. Um, and, and we don't know anything about them adding that sort of stuff into the game. So I think effectively when these things come online for the first implementation, much like what happened with server object container streaming, is that we're not going to see the benefits of that technology initially. We'll see some minor features that kind of test the waters for how it works, but nothing significant. Uh, case in point, 3.17.2 is going to be introducing the um, a really, really extremely important tech called uh, the uh, uh, planetary navigation mesh, yeah. which if you guys don't know about game development is a really difficult thing to do dynamically and efficiently because it, often when you do auto generation of, of nav meshes, it creates a lot of tessellation over the terrain, which can create issues with the AI's navigation and increase the load on the CPU. So trying to create a way for the, the game to generate that stuff efficiently automatically had to be a huge undertaking given that even a moon is as small as like Selen has 1.3 million kilometers on it. So they had to devise a way to, to tackle that in, in, a, in a way that they wouldn't blow the servers up or kill their development time uh, completely just to have this simple technology. Uh, so what they're going to do in this 3.17.2 patch is they're just going to have it at the wrecks for the reclaimer. They said it straight up only at the reclaimer wrecks. And what we know from, you know, the last wrecks they added in the game, there were only 12 of them. I don't think there are going to be that many reclaimers uh, in the game in 3.17.2 and that they will be even easy to find because the missions that we got for those wrecks are probably, they're going to probably be lopped in together. So you'll get a random wreck. It'll probably be more likely one of the wrecks that are floating in space or one of the old freelancer wrecks or the constellation wrecks. It's going to be really, really hard to find those reclaimer wrecks until somebody maps them and tells you where to go. And so in effect, what I'm trying to say here, sorry, what I'm trying to say here is for most people, that new feature, which is so incredibly important and a big step forward for Star Citizen, will impact their gameplay 0% especially if they're not interested in doing wreck diving. If there's somebody who just likes doing bunker missions or they like doing mining, it will not affect them at all. Not until later on when they start adding roaming NPCs that walk around on the ground and kill miners, for example, because they it's their territory or something. That's, that's when we start seeing the really, really interesting stuff happen. But that's not going to happen this year. It's mm -hmm. not. I'm sorry, guys. Unless they, like, maybe it'll be one mission, but the track record for CIG is that whenever they introduce a new feature, they test the waters. They do one or two missions that test the idea, and then they shelve it for, like, six months. Because, well, Squadron 42. So uh, you, don't, you don't think that what they've been saying recently, the idea that they want to try and build these features, test them in Squadron 42, and then bring them in more fully implemented into the game, you don't think that'll make too much of a difference in that process? I'm sorry, can you say that again? The idea that they were they want to build these features, have them functioning mm -hmm. in Squadron 42, make sure they're good, and then, at least from what they've been saying, pass them to the content teams who can then implement them into the into Star Citizen with a little more supporting content there instead of what they've been doing previously with things like the cargo decks and trolleys and stuff like that. Oh, so, like, I, I definitely think it's going to make the tech or sorry the features that we get more polished mm -hmm. 
but those features are going to be secondary features to what the star citizen universe really needs to become uh fully fleshed out so like how the missions of squad the, the thing that really is going to make star citizen more interesting are the gameplay loops uh and the missions for you know people to do together or by themselves i mean that is what people see as gameplay right um and, and new star systems to explore and uh new things to do but the stuff that they're working for uh on squadron 42 is all focused on a single player campaign so what we're going to get from that isn't going to be the story content or the aliens or any of that stuff they're going to save that for squadron 42's release they're not going to give it to us what we are going to get are the polishes and the tech upgrades that they need for squadron 42 for example um the balance of ships um ship weapons uh ship flight mechanics uh the ui the scanning mechanics these and these are all great we need these we need these to be updated and polished but ultimately these are only improving our experience uh for what we already have it's not giving us more things to do we're still going to be playing the same bunker missions mining the same rocks you know in the same star system um that we've had for the last couple of years um so yeah it's going to improve the experience but it, it ultimately not many people are going to notice that it's still going to people are going to still see youtube channel uh youtube videos doing the same stuff that has been done for years and years and years yeah i think this always brings me back to the same topic is that they're in they're in this this spot and i think it's been going on for maybe a year or so a year and a half really i guess since persistence really started to kick up and people started to realize they could make progress in this game but they're at this spot where now the game is good enough that you can look at it and be like hey i, I want a game out of this to play like this looks like something i want to spend time in doing and living the final life that you guys have in mind but they're also still kind of building the absolute basics like planetary navigation and like an inventory system so they have this mixture of people who really really want to see the features that are going to make the gameplay better now and make the game more fun this year versus the people who are like "Ooh, that's good tech i don't even care if they don't have anything working for that the fact that that's in the game is good for the game in the future and they like they're they're going back and forth between adding these different features and it's always interesting how people react to them differently but i do feel like at this point they like you said they need to start really focusing on building the overall experience rather than just adding new tech in for for instance the um oh god one of the worst examples the turrets you remember those the mm. stationary turrets that were added to the outposts pointed outwards from the outposts where no npcs would ever attack you from I would have loved to have seen that added with the planetary navigation mesh, right? That would have made a lot more sense. But uh, at the time, all you could really do is be like, okay, well, that's going to be useful at some point when NPCs are able to attack these outposts. And I don't think they can really afford to keep doing that as much. And, and that seems like that's kind of what you're saying. They need to start building the experience more as a whole rather than just one right, feature. Yeah. See, I think the problem is that a lot of people are happy it's not a problem i mean how do i say this so a lot of the people who follow star citizen closely are interested in the academic uh progress that star citizen makes frequently with their tech upgrades and stuff yeah um we, we like because we follow the process very closely we can appreciate the development time and effort it takes to build a game like star citizen we understand its complexity 
and and why it's so difficult to do and why nobody else is doing it. it there's just so much detail in star citizen that they need to go through this crazy process to to make the game that we want to have this everything game right but ultimately the that community who appreciates that is extremely niche the wider community and, and I, I know that i don't have like facts and numbers to back this up nobody does only cig does is that from my experience i believe that the majority of people the wider gaming market and the wider backer mar uh and the, the wider amount of backers who've backed star citizen this past invictus mm -hmm. are only interested in going to know about what they see and experience in the game how does it differ from when i last played it how much has it improved can i do these fun missions with my friends is it easy to do this can i play with my uh can i group up can we go to different star systems it's about the tangibles for these people and that is where we need to start going 10 years into development we need to have more tangible progress um for uh for for me to consider as real progress at this point i can we can sit here and talk all day about how great it is that they're adding in navigation mesh and stuff and how they're going to have persistent any streaming but at the end of the day none of that stuff matters to the average player because they're not going to experience it in any meaningful way that's something you know that what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah, no, ex absolutely. In fact, that's something that I'm starting to realize with my own YouTube content. I love making development focused YouTube content, but I realize now that a lot of people want to start seeing more of the, like you said, tangible stuff. People are starting to view it as an actual game and not so much as a game in development. And CIG is going to really have to grapple with that. They've got, they've yeah. got a tough couple of years ahead of them with Star Citizen, I think. I think, though, I mean, they are, to be fair to them, they are on the cusp of the payoff for their hard work. I mean, we, we have seen some of that payoff with the creation of the Rex and uh, the creation of the, the new 317.2 event area. Like, they, they created effectively an area that is many times bigger than the landing zone. And they didn't, I have a good authority, you know, less time than... Uh, than the landing zone itself and that comes down to stuff like the the montreal team being able to you know create these really powerful tools and um the assets teams you know helping to automate the process and the placement and stuff we're starting to see that payoff yeah. but we're just not quite there where we're going to see really big steps for it i think we are at the year before the year i will say that next year i think will be the year for star citizen in the sense that we see a big step forward for tangible gameplay it feels like the game has taken a significant step towards the game we all want to see it's not going to uh, be like the release but it, it's going to feel like wow you know this this is why they spent this much time on working on this tech i feel like that's what we're going to have at the sense of this time next year i feel like that's what we're going to be what we're going to be talking about like wow it feels like they've taken a good step forward i mean at least I'm, I'm mostly confident. I, I don't want to say for sure that they're, it's, we're going to have server meshing, but um, it does feel like they're confident about it, and I, it's giving me confidence about it. It's the old, next year is the year for Star Citizen. <laughs> well, uh, two years from now is the, the traditional right, yes, one. So sorry, we've it's knocked two that years. down to a year, yeah. two years from now, yeah. <laughs> Eventually it'll be, oh, two, uh, two quarters from now. Don't worry, two, two quarters. No. So see, well, here, here I'm, I'm very serious about this because at the end of this month they are going to be testing pes mm -hmm. persistent entity streaming again it's academic 
But as somebody who's interested in, in the academic bits of Star Citizen, it is significant that they're testing that tech because it is the hardest bit of server meshing. So we're going to see the results of their hard work. We're going to see whether or not it's going to be what they need to, to, to get server meshing done. And that is exciting. Yeah. Um, it's not gameplay, but it's exciting. It's important foundational stuff. I agree with you too. I think, I don't know if it'll be like a year for star citizen or what, but I do think that since last year is uh, about, I, I, I plug this as much as I can. I call it phase four of, of star citizen development, but really like last year, mid last year time or so, it feels like we've been on a ramp up to finally actually starting to realize some of these more large uh, tools and technology they've been building and the impact it'll have on the game. And I mean, we're seeing that, like you said, with the Montreal team, with their tool, Mighty Bridge, with these new points of interest. And mm -hmm. I'm really hoping that once Squadron 42 is at least feature complete, which to be honest, could still be two years away. At that point, they can start to do that with gameplay as well and, and gameplay systems. But yeah, I want to go back real quick. You, you started talking about the event coming up in 317.2, and I think that's a great segue into starting to talk about a little more what's going on closer to us in the next couple of updates we've gotten a couple of leaks and like you said we've been able to go in game and visit the area the uh, what is it called siege of siege of orison siege of orison is what it's called yep yeah so what's your take on that event what do you think of it and and the setup uh i'm really excited for it actually i i think that uh, it's really cool that they're going an, another step forward with making the events more complex and interesting. I do actually know how it's supposed to play out and how it's supposed to end and like the different aspects of it. And I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but I will mm -hmm. say that it is, it is a step beyond Xenothread and uh, the nine tails event that they did before for, for the space stations. So they're, they're taking what they've learned from those events and they're making, um, making it a bit more interesting uh, and adding in more things for different people to do. So I, I really like that aspect of Xenothreat, that there was a non-combat component of it. I think this is going to be mostly combat-focused, but now with medical gameplay, being able to heal each other and stuff is going to be really great. Doing the scavenger hunt bit of it is going to be great. Um, and I just am blown away, I will say, by their ability to create such a massive location uh, like that in, in a landing zone. It gives me really high hopes for their current work on Lorville, updating Lorville and adding gameplay yeah. space in there and just other locations, which very desperately need updating and, and love like area 18, like, gosh, what a <laughs> missed opportunity that is to have yes. a planet city, uh, a planet wide city, a, your own Coruscant and have nothing to do on it. It's such a disappointment. A lot of when new players learn, that it's pretty much all facade. You know, you um, know what really annoys me about our corp. Sorry to to interject. Just the fact that you can't get food anywhere but at the spaceport. At least from what I found so far, it's like I have to leave the city to get my sustenance. Maybe it's in like the clothing store, but I I was running around for like ten minutes, and I was like, yeah, the cities they need updates at this point. Yeah, you know, again, I I feel like a lot of this comes down to all their resources being in squadron 42. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, it's, it's so apparent to me now with how much work they were able to do with the Orson landing zone. If, that, if it, it is that if they had more developers working on expanding these landing zones, 
that we could have a lot more interesting gameplay than we do right now mm-hmm. in Star Citizen. So sorry to go back to that, but it just no, it does irk me quite a bit. That's that's I mean that's the topic. This event, this Siege of Orison, is for those who haven't seen it yet. It is a massive area. It's kind of a war torn urban area that's clearly going to have fighting and firefights something that we haven't really gotten to do in the game before and it's popped up on monthly reports for for months and months now and they keep talking about it different teams working on like there were i think at least four or five different sections where this i'm assuming it was this dynamic event popped up and they talked about the fact that it had multiple stages it had voice acting from different characters and now you know just hearing you talk about it Definitely from a different angle than I was thinking of it from. But just the fact that it's something that they've clearly built on from past events. They've learned, they've implemented something new, and they're now testing it with us. It is really nice to hear. It's it's so yeah. nice to know that a game company will put something out, see what worked and didn't, and then try to improve on that. Because that means that we are actually helping with the development. Yeah, absolutely. And there's one other thing that I think that this also... Uh, it is creates an opportunity for for them that i really hope they execute on and that's creating gameplay within landing zones that players can engage with immediately without having to leave the planet um to be able to there's something to do especially if somebody you know they're waiting on their ship reclaim um or they just don't want to go up and do some space combat right now uh, right away if they can hop onto a, a tram or something and do a mission in the city and it can be really really exciting now you can stick around for a while in your in your home location and have fun. I'm ex- like all they would have to do for this Orison place after the event ends is to have occasional missions pop up where there are roaming NPCs that you have to go and you know tag a guy or something, you know, yeah. it, it, or you have to go find something, make make a a, a find mission or something. It, it could you could do so many different things with it to get players to do within the landing zone. I'm just, it's just really cool. I yeah. really, really like it. I hope they, they take in that direction. Yeah, so do I. Planetside content is, when I realized that they were going to have full-on cities and planets in this game, I always wondered, like, would they be able to make enough content that somebody could start on a planet and maybe go their first few days, maybe their first week without going up into space because they just found all of the things they wanted to learn, at least at first there. And this does seem like it could be a step in that direction. That's That's really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely so we touched on the siege of orison we talked about the planet nav mesh a little bit and those reclaimer derelicts which will use the planetary navigation mesh another thing that's coming into 317.2 which was just revealed yesterday i believe at least when we're recording this yesterday were updates to illicit delivery missions and they're also doing some some stuff on service beacons had you seen that already I did see that. It was a little confusing, though. Yeah. It's... Because I, I, I think there are already illicit delivery missions in the game. So, like, there, there's, there've been, there's been the Klim delivery drug mission, and there's been some drug delivery missions for a while where you get to drop them off in, like, trash cans and stuff. Yeah. Pretty out cool. Out at the, the, the salvage or the, the junker yards kind of thing yeah you go go pick up a body or so you have to go pick up a body you know like a drug lab and stuff now there's no reputation associated with it yet right. and i think that could be the cool thing about it but they talked about it like it's completely new it's, it's not completely new it's there, yeah. there's there's illegal stuff already in the game it's not new so, and the the person the people who are giving you those missions aren't necessarily new either 
it does seem like the main focus was the fact that it's now functioning as selectable missions that anybody can start to do and it factors mm -hmm. into reputation i do think they probably should have packaged that information a little bit better though because like you said you know it it makes it seem like it's something new and as i was watching it i was like huh this is cool like I, i'm glad that we can take illegal delivery missions but i believe we could already do this uh, you know i yeah 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 so a, they definitely could have rephrased that but i, I think that um what that what they should have talked about more clearly was their intentions with reputation because it did seem like they took 10 levels or something they said with the delivery boxes or no no that that was with the that's with a different mission service beacons um, service beacons yeah so no there's reputation or something with with these illegal missions and i know that's supposed to also tie into eventually um being uh on the good side of stuff like people like the nine tails so they don't shoot at you and allow you mm -hmm. to enter their area like they've talked about this being a thing so i because i don't recall the um you being able to build reputation with a, an illegal faction there's no illegal faction to to see i think right now right they if, did, I'm, if i'm correct i believe they showed some b-roll of it so i think no no i mean like right now in the game in there's the game. no there, there's no nine tails you know th there's no way to build a relationship with the nine tails you can't have reputation with them right now i but actually can't seem... confirm but i'll take your word because I, I don't i don't think there is okay. uh, you could do missions for them but there's no there's no way to like build a rep with them like mm -hmm. you have like a rep tree with um the good stuff so if that's in fact what they're adding, I think that's cool because it is going to tie into in the future where if you do end up choosing to be on the Ninetales side for like the Ninetales lockdown, that the, what they want to do is that they don't want the Ninetales to shoot at you based on whether or not you've been friendly with them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So instead of having you to rely on like a mission thing where they won't shoot at you because you've taken the mission. So that, that's going to be, I think, that that's when stuff starts to get more interesting. But yeah, I mean, it just... It seems like a small thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. And they actually had a task on the progress tracker I'm looking at right now that ended in April, uh, which was 15 weeks of work between three different teams on Reputation V2, which does upgrade the Reputation system to allow Reputation to drive hostility. So, you know, they've done work on it. It would have been nice to yeah. get an update on how, how that works. I was also hoping that we would get an update on how this might factor into um things going forward with the cargo refactor but maybe there will be no changes to courier missions but yeah it was it was an interesting segment how do you do you think that's going to be a meaningful change for non-criminal players do you think this is going to be noticeable to the casual person who jumps in to do criminal missions in star citizen i mean maybe but I don't think so. I think it's just a different flavor of what we already have. Ultimately, it, it may end up just feeling like a different flavor of what we already have. Yeah. Uh, they they did talk about you being more interdicted more. That's interesting because I think interdictions have been almost completely non-existent <laughs> for me for a really long time. Like I I was interdicted the other day. I was like, oh yeah, there's that's right. There's this feature in this in the game where you can get interdicted. They toned it so far down that it's not even really a feature anymore. The only time um, I've been interdicted is when somebody was watching my stream. And like they yeah. knew where I was flying. So yeah, I guess I guess we'll have to see. I'm I'm not I'm not looking at this as like a big headline feature that's gonna change yeah. the way that we play the game just yet. Um again, other other stuff needs to come online to 
to really make that become more exciting. Yeah. Uh, It'd be cool if it worked with the different, it, like the MSR's compartment that shields tech. I would love if they could say like, oh yeah, you could throw it in, you know, your shielded uh, bay. And I think the Connie Phoenix has one too, maybe. And like, there you go. That yeah. works with the police scanning. So yeah, that, that's actually, it's funny that I pointed that out. Cause I was thinking, oh, you know, like, could this be the start of smuggling gameplay? Yeah. yeah, but they don't probably won't have the smuggling component of it done yet where you have like compartments. So yeah, kind of, I guess you can kind of smuggle stuff, but not really. Cause if you get scanned, you're a criminal and you know, how the criminal system works in star citizen right now. <laughs> God, not, not, not great. Oh my God. It's so bad. So, but that's, that's exactly, really... sorry. No, so I actually a little, little PSA for you guys. If you don't know, uh, there, there's a big problem with the law system right now, and it's going to, really rear its ugly head in the orson event if you get shot by somebody because you will be able to get shot by players in this event or or they should okay actually no is if they if somebody kills your friends okay uh -huh. and you want to defend yourself and your friends uh if they get death blowed and they go to that black screen which can last for you know, sometimes every we have to restart the game. That person is not technically a criminal uh, until they press charges. So if you shoot that person after they've killed your friend and shot at you, you can get charged with murder. Especially if you don't death blow them right away. If you shoot them at a distance and you're not able to finish them off, they can press charges while they're down on you, uh, while they're down, and you're a criminal while they're perfectly fine until your friends able to spawn and press charges against them so watch out for that that's not going to be a whole lot of fun that's got to be one of the most abusable mechanics for griefing i've ever heard of you can just find a group of noobs and kill all of them before any of them have the chance to respond and if they do respond boom you just put them as in prison long, as long as you death blow them you have to death blow them so they don't have time to press charges because right. they're not going to know to do that it's not automatic yeah, that's so, the, the law system in this game. I realized this year, the last like six months, that that's one of the biggest things we need fixed now. Because it's really starting to hurt everything. Missions, dogfighting, ground FPS, just everything is getting ruined by the law system. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things that's really not important for Squadron 42. So right. I don't think we're going to see any love for it until Squadron 42 is out two or three years from now yay pretty depressing i really pretty hope depressing. that's not the I, they need to get they, i don't think that this game will last if they don't update it within that time to be honest it's just it's starting to be game breaking you know you you're doing a dog fight and the security comes in and tries to scan your ship and tells you to stop moving and if you don't stop moving you get a crime stat then they shoot you then you go to prison and all just because you were dog fighting it's just like they can't have this going on for that long. The the biggest issue with the law system is that law is difficult. That's why we have lawyers and judges in a legal system. Fair. To be able to pot, to get this to work, they need a lot of people working on the law system. If the if Star Citizen is going to be a game of consequences where there are no artificial arbitrary rules set upon us to prevent us from doing things that we want, then that law system must be robust. And the only way to make it robust is to spend a lot of time to work out these kinds of kinks, because I'm sure they didn't imagine that they were going to have these kinds of issues. 
And I wouldn't expect them to have managed, imagined all these kinds of issues. The, the thing that you just described, Tomato, is, is a very... I'm sure it's not an uncommon issue, yeah. but it's not the kind of issue that you would have immediately thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, same with this death blow issue that I'm talking to you about. It's a very unusual issue that's only now really popping up because there's going to be a lot of players shooting at each other. So, again, only way to fix that is more people, and I don't think that they can spare more people. Kind of depressing. Well, at least they've got the happy-go-lucky testers here. We'll find all the problems for you. Yeah. So besides that, in 317.2, we're getting additional Lagrange stations for Microtech and R-Corp, which I don't... I mean... Yay. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So 317.2 as an update is taking the place of 318 because 318 is going into this massive testing branch. Does it feel like an up? It feels kind of like a band-aid, doesn't it? Like, hey, we need to delay 318. Here's here's some of the stuff that would have been ready. Okay, as as much as I've been ragging on them for focusing on Squadron 42 and that the features being somewhat lackluster. I do like that they're doing it this way because it gives people who want that persistent experience something to kind of keep them sated while we wait for 318. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't affect people like me who are perfectly comfortable playing in a non-persistent environment where it doesn't matter if I'm earning stuff. Cause I'm excited for the star citizen gameplay, not necessarily is like building up my, my inventory full of money. So I like, I'm okay with this because i get to play 318 in ptu and test yeah i I always play the ptu when it comes out like when it comes out the first day that's all i play is i stop playing the live version because it just doesn't interest me anymore i want to see the newest greatest thing and how things are going and be part of the test environment i'm all for that yeah so i'm I'm okay i'm okay with it and because um you know it is going to be a really long time before it goes to live so that live environment is going to stay pretty stagnant unless they they do something to liven it up and taking features that aren't going to be super impactful on the game code like new missions and locations i mean they shouldn't be very impactful i'm sure they're going to cause bugs Mm -hmm. um is a good idea at least you know we get some something kind of to do while they make real progress in the ptu i yeah i i also i do hope that they start to try and do this a little more often. I know they're doing it with 3.18 and they want to do it with 4.0, but this idea of having like a stable live server for the people who want to experience the game and want to see what the best of the best is, kind of make sure it's super solid and, and stable going forward, and then have the PTU that maybe not always open, but maybe open two months of every quarter, just to be able to say, hey, you know, if you do want to test out this stuff, or even longer like they're doing for 3.18, if you do want to test this stuff out for longer, it's here, but you don't have to play it. And we kind of already get that, right? The, the PTU's out while the live servers are out. But I'd like to see them start to focus on making sure live servers are more stable so that the PTU can remain that place of whatever the heck is going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be a, it's going to make different camps of the community a lot more a lot more happy it's uh there i I think there will be those outliers uh who scream like give me the newest greatest thing in live just put it to live yeah Uh, i want the newest feature but i I think that with these really important features that are coming in like ps and server meshing they gotta spend the time that they need realistically to get the stuff to a point where it won't cause more problems than it solves yeah 
because I'm sure PES is going to be that way when it first comes out. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some pretty hilarious issues. <laughs> oh, uh, man. With, yeah. I mean, That's going to be people, a mess. No server cleanup? Uh, you know what people are going to do. The first freaking patch is there's going to be literally everything everywhere of boxes yeah. in all the stations that you have to swim through to get to your asop terminal it's going to be hilarious it's going to be crazy horrible <laughs> it's going to be insane <laughs> yeah. i remember when the inventory came out the inventory system first started and you'd walk out of a an elevator and there would just be 200 boxes of like a helmet or something because <laughs> there was yeah now uh, now it's just going to be imagine worse. that being persistent yeah right with like not just 50 players in the past you know couple hours that server's been up but like in the past couple of weeks that server's been up all the boxes left over by hundreds thousands of players not hundreds of thousands but like thousands of players who've been through that server shard leaving crap around yeah it's gonna be an interesting challenge for them to balance what they clean up and what they don't yeah yeah so it is. i don't know really what their is. strategy is for that but it's i can't i can see why they need time it's yeah. gonna be hard I wonder if it's going to be kind of like the law system in that they're just constantly getting new problems popping up a year after year that have to do with this idea and just figure out ways to take care of it. They put a yeah. lot of, a lot of those kinds of things on their plate with this game. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little less complex than the law system though, because mm-hmm. you know, if they need to solve this problem, it's not going to disrupt the gameplay experience too much to clean up specific types of loose items like boxes and, you know, like inventory items that people leave inside stations. Yeah. If that becomes the issue, uh, it, it, to me, the loss system is complex because there are so many weird scenarios that typically would have to go to court to solve in the real world because, you it's know, like subjective. It, it, it's kind of subjective. Like before this reputation comes online where, you know, people become negatively repu- uh, reputable and are assumed to be criminal. There's going to be those situations where you know a guy has a reputation for shooting people and he's looking at you and you, you know he's about to kill you. What do you do? You just sit there and take it or you defend yourself before he kills you. At this point, point, you're the you're technically in the criminal in the eyes of the star system law um, when you know you're just about to die. So they've got some problems to solve. But anyway, that's that's, that's awesome. beside the point. It, it, I think that the PES will have a lot of problems and sure, certainly will be niche issues. But it seems like a more manageable one than the system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a fair point. It's that's a really good scenario you came you you mentioned by the way. Just maybe using reputation can can somehow help with that. But no matter what happens, if you need to kill someone first because they're about to kill you, then it's not as simple as just pressing charges in a game and having that be fulfilled. So that's a, or, that's an interesting or, angle. Yeah. Or like, you know, somebody's on board your ship who's not supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. Are you going to, do you really want to chance it that that person is going to not kill you at the inopportune moment? What do you do? You know, it's, uh, it's tough. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of weird little scenarios that they need to solve with the law system. Yeah. So we've discussed 317.2 and 318 really kind of touched on it with, with, um, 317.2 or sorry, with, um, uh pes coming out persistent entity streaming we also touched on salvage from earlier so i won't get too deep into that the rest of the year after 318 is kind of a mystery i think we have the progress tracker we kind of have some hints from the monthly report 
we know that CitizenCon isn't going to be, or rather, it's it's not going to have a gameplay demo this year. So that'll probably mix some things up too. Really, I think the second half of this year is going to be all about recovering from <laughs> the addition of persistent entity streaming and the cargo system refactor. Do you think that there's anything else to look forward to in that time, or are we just going to be dealing with glitches and testing? Hmm. Interesting that you put it that way. Uh, I think they're going to have a couple, maybe a vent or two more up their sleeve to keep it fresh. Um, but yeah, basically, <laughs> up until it highly depends on how well PES goes. There, I, I don't want to completely dismiss the possibility that it performs better than they expected, like what happened with server object container streaming. That went online ahead of schedule because it worked better than they expected. We just don't know. It could be way worse than they expected, which is the thing that I tend to lean towards because I've just become so cynical. <laughs> but uh, there is a possibility that they get stuff sorted out um, better than they expected and that we do see PTU server meshing at the end of this year. But ultimately, even in that best case scenario, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot to look forward to unless they add more missions stemming off the tech for like stuff that they're adding in 3.17.2. So... I guess we'll have to see. I, I don't know what there is really to look forward to beyond that. Yeah. What they've said. I guess they've not really. You know, maybe. Uh, How about a star you know, map? Star map. But does that really. I mean, like it makes the experience better. But does it really alter the gameplay that much? Not, not really. No, Unless but it they, makes me not smash my keyboard every day. Yeah. You know, that, that's the sort of thing that I think is good. But ultimately it doesn't make your session better yeah. necessarily like you're in the, in the end like the the thing that the, the star map really sticks out to you because it gets in the way when you're trying to get to and from the fun things that you want to do but it isn't the fun thing that you want to do St looking at the star map is not fun it's just it's tool that you use to do the fun things somebody is out here typing a way. very angry comment to you about how much they enjoy looking at star maps morph <laughs> <laughs> well all the power to you man I, I i respect that and i'm glad you get so much enjoyment out of the simple things in life i wish i could adopt that kind of mentality i'd be a much happier person <laughs> but uh the uh yeah the i, I think that it's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff this year which is important for the polish of star citizen but it's these are tools these are not gameplay these are not we're just gonna still get like a, a come back to the bunker and the bunker example it's not the only thing like still killing the same NPCs in space at the same locations for bounty hunting. Same thing over and over again. Um, so like same Akamari missions, same box delivery missions, like all that stuff's going to make it more accessible and smooth, but it's going to be the same stuff. So. You know, it's, it's actually funny you use the Akamari as an example because there's also something on the progress tracker from last year that I don't believe we've seen anything about but it was improvements to Kamaray missions, I believe. And uh, they, I don't, I have, I know nothing about it. I don't know why it was on the progress tracker or what happened there, but there have been some improvements to missions that were scheduled that I either never noticed, or I think maybe put on the back burner. But yeah, maybe it did. Maybe it did. Yeah. You know, there is one thing though. I, I, they do have to change a lot of stuff for Squadron 42, and one of the big things that they need to fix 
is the flight mechanics, the speed of combat they've been really talking about recently, how it's too fast and it makes for really unattractive, unfun experiences for most people because often you're just firing at pixels. You don't actually see who you're shooting at. Mm -hmm. So, you know, conceivably, because it's related to Squadron 42, we could get better space combat this year. We could have, we could see them solve some of the big issues plaguing um, single fighter and multi-crew combat. Uh, you know, just making some other ships more viable and interesting and fun to fly. Being able to see your opponent would be a big thing. It would make Star Citizen feel a lot more like that Star Wars-esque fighter experience I think a lot of us want to have. Yeah. So from that, I mean, I think we have that to look forward to, I suppose I'm saying. Um, but ultimately, that is, like, those mechanics are also tools. Uh, they're not necessarily gameplay in themselves. It's just that the gameplay it can create, in this case, could be interesting and progress. That's a that's a good call, actually. The combat stuff is something they've talked about a lot. It seems like they're pretty ready to introduce. Um, I I do I do hope that that gets improved, though. And it does. It seems like this year you view as another sort of foundational year. They're yeah. still putting yeah, they're they're putting things together for a better one for sure than past years because the foundation that they're laying this year feels like it's going to have immediate results next year, but definitely some, a, a building year again. Yeah. You know, the, that foundation is going to create the big multiplayer environments that we want to make star citizen a real MMO. So that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. but yeah. It's just foundation year. Feels like Star Anyhow. Citizen has finally entered like early access status. Like this is when I would start to hear about a game that was entering early access in Steam and then like it would be there for like two, three years and I'd finally feel like it was playable. It's just that we're 10 years in. <laughs> it's just that we're 10 years in. And, you know, again, part of that is Squadron 42 right. um, and all that development time in that game. I'm just going to call so. this episode. It's because of Squadron 42. <laughs> I feel like that is that is the, the the whole thing of this year. Yeah, because of squad. It's because of squadron in the last year. They, because they, of squadron forty two. It's become so apparent, you know. Uh, Chris and his family going over to Manchester. Jared's going over to Manchester. They're opening new offices. They're clearly hiring a lot more people in that area than the others. They feel the pressure. It seems they they need to get this this done. It's unfortunately that it's still so far away. Yeah, it it is according to the, you know, the conversations that some of the developers have had with the developer magazine. I think that was posted like six months ago. They feel like they're still two years away, which they're always optimistic. So right, that's an optimistic estimate. Oh, that means gosh. more than two years. You know, you know we're now what? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say which. It was six months ago, that's a, you know, a year and a half. But again, it was optimistic, so we're probably still two years away. Yeah, yeah, if that. I remember, I hate this, I do a lot of, like, for some of the videos I do for exclusives, I do a lot more digging into the past to get, like, text proof and stuff of different things being said. And I'll find Reddit threads, and it's just so sad. <laughs> like, to yeah. see the way that things were discussed three years ago two, four years ago, even about things like pyro arriving. It's just like <sighs> the, the documentaries about this game are going to be very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's kind of shocking. 
how fast thing time can go by sometimes at least these past few years have been really fast and slow at the same time mm-hmm. you know because of you know the world events and it feels like you, we've been stuck in this forever but at the same time you know you look back at some of the stuff that they were talking about and you think they just talked about it but no it's like two years ago that we had the last big citizen con where they talked about you know pyros coming and server meshing's coming and theaters of war you know yeah now that's quietly been shelved you know they they kind of talked about it really briefly like oh yeah by the way the fire spirit team they kind of got you know they they left sony you know one didn't want them working on anymore no nobody's working on it so and by the way we're going to be having 4.0 coming out soon so guys we're on the road to pyro right yeah Um, so actually tell me about i think level cap had mentioned you were talking about that maybe not being a thing real quick is you're saying that they they confirmed they were shelving it or are they just like holding off until performance is better or what they all but confirmed that they were shelving it so if you were watching i know you watch all the iscs but it was a really quick thing and i think it was a really quick thing because they don't want to talk about it didn't notice it is that um they talked about how the fire sprite team is they're they're migrating the stuff from the fire sprite team um over back over to the cig studios but i don't think that they publicly talked about through those channels that fire sprite left i found out that fire sprite left i think it was for their through their financial thing or something through another source that fire sprite is um was bought by sony and sony didn't want them to work on squadron or anything with star citizen anymore so they dropped the theaters of war development and that means that they've got to pick it up over at cig now with somebody and they just said they were migrating it they they didn't say who was taking over what team's responsible and if you look at the progress tracker it still shows fire sprite on the progress tracker and i believe jake posted or something that they were going to leave it on there as a as a let i don't know what this even means legacy uh les, legacy tasks um so as far as it looks like to me because they did not directly address who's taking over and they didn't update the progress tracker it's effectively shelved and it's going to be shelved probably until squadron 42 is done <laughs> so you know yeah that's just another another uh another banner to put on the wall of things that cig has probably done at the wrong time talked about quietly stopped talking about and went away you you, by the way you went for example this the sticks this has been sticking in my mind recently do you remember a long time ago they talked about outposts having these power units that you'd have to replace every so often yeah like they would run on resource management stuff yeah yeah you know like how you you they showed off that mechanic and you can go into the outpost you can see like a power unit Mm -hmm. what happened to that i mean i haven't talked about that in forever i'm assuming that that was the engineering side of work on resource management that's kind of what i'm like i have in my head They've shown us the interface stuff, right? That I think mm-hmm. it was uh, 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 Dan Truffin showed us. And then they also showed us the interactive stuff in the, the zoo that they had for that. And I'm really hoping those two things come together next year to make resource management. But, you know, you're right. They have shown us that stuff. And it was basically that was it. And there are plenty of things like that. You know, there's uh, they showed us concepts for Terra armor. They showed us the Halo Ast- uh, Aaron Belt gates that were in production. 
they've shown yeah, us. Yeah, what happened to that? Right. So there's there's plenty of stuff that they've shown and it's just kind of been sitting around waiting. I do hope that for resource management, at least, that what you're talking about is that. But you're right. There are a lot yeah, of things. I mean, even um, going back to like the Pioneer and, and base building, just too soon. They they got way too excited those uh those five years, fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So uh yeah, that's unfortunate. We just gotta have we gotta hope they get Squadron forty two out soon. Yeah. I I still I have a lot of excitement for this project going forward. I think they're working on a lot of great stuff and they showing some really good progress in some fronts, but um I will I'll subscribe to what you say. It's the 2022 is not the year for star citizen. I think it will be a good year for star citizen. Personally, I do see some really key things coming out this year that they've worked on for a while that I think will expand gameplay. But, um, I see where you're coming from, especially with the squadron 42 thing being such a blocker and the overall experience still not getting to change that much. We just, we're not getting enough additions at a time. I think to make a big enough difference, like you're talking about, yeah, but, like, let me. I and I, I come back to this often. I just want to remind I me, mean, like, it, it really because it, it really gives you some perspective. If they want to get 100 star systems on release, and they won't because it's just not going to happen, it's going to yeah. be a soft release, they would have to put out three star systems for the next eight years to release 100 star systems. For the next eight years, starting with this next patch, three star systems. Every single patch for the next eight years. I hope that gives you some perspective on how much work they have ahead of them. Yeah, when I... It's a little, it's a little overwhelming. When I, when I even talk about the 100 systems thing, I say it up front. I don't expect to ever see 100 systems. I mean, I think I'll be lucky if I do, but I think a lot of people who are currently interested in and playing this game might just be gone by the time they ever reach near that number. A hundred systems, even if a lot of them are empty, it's just a lot of space, not just to make, but also for us to see. Um, yeah, it is. You know, and they don't need that many places to go, but it's just, it's like all the other features that they've talked about they need to get done. It's just a mile long feature list. Yeah. Oh man, and I'm getting so negative about this. I'm not trying to. I, I just just being a little realistic why this isn't the year for Star Citizen. Like we we gotta look at the progress on a bigger scale, on a on a on a on a meta scale here, guys, not on the micro scale. And and that's how you really measure development in my eyes. Um, so that you can be honest but to yourself and to others, especially as a content creator, about progress on the macro scale, yeah. On, on the macro scale so i don't think this is yeah like yeah i don't don't think it is next year could be a lot better one of the good things about this year though is um i think that despite the fact that it's it's not a great year for gameplay for star citizen on a positive note i think it's a good year for star citizen for visibility because as you've said there there is a lot of good coming down the line there's a lot of um, progress with the tech and stuff. There, there is some noticeable big moves, but uh, and and it's getting people's notice, like Ollie and Level Cap and Jack Frags. Like they're coming back and making a lot more content on it. So from that perspective, and you know how successful this year has been financially for them and new backers, it's really really good. I mean, it, if you really look at, for example, 
new accounts being made. This is one of the best years, if not the best year so far that they have since the original launch. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's really the best way to measure success, not necessarily by funding, which they need to continue going, but by interest in the wider community. Are they, are they continuing to grow? That past couple of years have been really tiny, actually, for new player growth. Mostly, they've depended, depended on big-ticket sales by whales. See, I was thinking the opposite. It seems like we are getting way more people the last couple of years. Like No, oh. no. Go, look at, uh, go, go and look at the... Uh, there's a great... I can link it to you if you want. There's, um, there's an Excel sheet that logs the data from the website that logs uh, new backers and money. Mm-hmm. And if you look at just you click on the new backer filter, uh, you can look at the, you know, 20, 2019, 2018, 2020 or those years. The, the back, the new backer amount uh, coming into Star Citizen was actually really tiny per month. Very tiny. Uh, it, it was a little bigger earlier in 2016 because that's when they had the big Gamescom presentation. Got people really, really excited for Star Citizen. People felt that it was just around the corner uh, for <laughs> Squadron 42. Uh, gosh, that's depressing. But um, answer the call, yeah, baby. Was, answer the call, yeah. But then, uh, then after that, it kind of really year after year, following 2016, it, the new backer amount trailed off. And so, what I think really accounts for their financial success is their ability to market new ships to existing players. Hmm. They're still pulling in new players, but the their marketing was really successful. This year, though, is a bit different. They actually have a lot more new players coming online, in addition to people spending more money on a much better oiled machine for uh, ship advertisement. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's a really good year for Star Citizen this year for yeah. financial new backers, but not not for gameplay. As we've seen, they've done. I think every month has been the best month ever so far. It's yeah. It's quite surprising, but that's why I always think it's it's new people, you know. And I probably have a skewed community, and that doing YouTube stuff, and my org gets a lot of newcomers in. But when we pull our org, a lot of the people who are coming in have just joined or have just gotten their second or maybe third ship. I think something like sixty something percent of our org have less than than uh, three ships. So I guess maybe. Maybe a lot of the money that's coming in is like people's second, third, or, or fourth purchases and not necessarily their first. Ah, you know, it, it, it could, that could also be the case. I mean, it's impossible to know exactly. This is just my interpretation of the, yeah. uh, of the statistics that I've seen. And uh, it just because there are fewer people coming in, I, I don't think a lot of new backers are spending huge amounts of money. Right. It's a possibility. I'm not discounting that possibility. The last I heard, statistically, most people buy only the $45 starter pack. So it, it seems to me that would have to be the big ticket sales that they do, mm -hmm. um, where you know they're selling $1,000 spaceships and resellers like the, the for the gray market want to buy them and resell them and stuff. So yeah, that's actually that's a thing I always forget about. Well, that's an interesting, yeah, I, interesting point. So yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a good year for yeah for that. it's a it's a good year for funding, not necessarily the year for Star Citizen, but you know as always there's next year. Either way, I I I don't want anybody to like listen to this and think that there's no reason to be interested in this year. There's plenty of stuff happening, but this is 
from the perspective of the all around gameplay experiencing not moving forward that much this year. Um, well, see, the thing is, though, I, you, th here's the thing. We, you and I, have been playing Star Citizen for quite a while now. We've been, as content creators, we follow the game closely. We are intimately aware of all the things that we can do in Star Citizen. We've tried all the gameplay loops countless times to understand them. But for the new players coming online this year, everything is brand new. Everything is shiny and beautiful, and there's tons of things to explore. And I don't want to discount the fact that you can have a blast in Star Citizen coming online. I mean, man, it's in the best state that it's ever been. Um, especially after Invictus. So, you know, if you want to come in and, and, and try Star Citizen, you can really start to see why all of us are still around, despite all the kind of depressing things we've talked about here the latter half of this podcast. It's because the project is so exciting and ambitious, and the developers are so amazing, and Chris's vision is so inspiring, especially when he talks about it. Like, and that's why I'm here. I mean, I, I love that they're trying... To make this game that they're trying to do something exceptional is that exceptional the exception exceptional games are so incredibly rare these days so especially ones that i'm interested in yeah um so yeah i i, I thank you for bringing it back to that because yeah i, I don't want to be too negative here it is there's fun stuff to look forward to this year too and the event is going to be one of them we're going to get a lot of mileage i think out of that for a couple of weeks enjoying that there's going to be stuff to loot different ways to approach it you know the ground-based missions for the rex are going to be fun that's going to eat up a couple of weeks there's going to be ways to 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 to, to get have some fun and, yeah. to, and yeah. to do star citizen thing that you know us backers are known for and that's doing ridiculously weird things with the existing mechanics just to make them fresh again. We'll find silly ways to, we'll, we'll, we'll charge tanks in on Rex and run over the NPCs walking around or something. You watch, we'll see how they react to us, like trying to pick them up with a C2 and drop <laughs> them off in a populated area. I you can, know, we're, we're, we're going to do stuff like that. I can see it already. You're just, your tank's just yeah. going to blow up as soon as you touch the NPC. <laughs> something crazy yeah. is going to happen, but yeah, we're players. We'll figure out how to break the game and, Overall, the game is still going to be fun. There are different lenses to look at the game through. And I think when, when we talk about this not being the year for Star Citizen, it really comes down to the overall gameplay experience lens as opposed to, are there fun things to do? Are there features still going on? Yeah, but it's going to be a, a big prep year, for, I think, for a better next year. But that, Yeah, because if we're, if we're really going to say what, what defines a year for Star Citizen, this can't be the year. If yeah. looking at the everything that they have to do, how could this be the year? Yeah. The year where hundreds of players potentially could be in a single shard with multiple star systems, that's got to be big on the scale. That, that has got to be a big thing, right? So that, to me, is potentially the year. That's Maybe it won't be, but potentially. It's, the, it's, it's really the same. 4.0, 3.0, 2.0, they've all been major updates. So when 4.0 comes yeah. out, I think that's when we can really start to think, okay, something's changing here. Yeah, and then we, that's why they're calling it 4.0 too. They seem to yeah. think so too. They seem to think that this is a big step forward, the same as, same as I do, same as, as you seem to do. So yeah, all right. something to look forward to. Well, I've, I've stolen enough of your time. It was actually, we were supposed to be the whole, we did a whole time thing today. I won't explain it to y'all on the podcast, but thank you for, for giving me your time. We are on opposite sides of the world. So it's like the beginning of my day, the end of your day. So thanks for staying up a little bit just to chat with me about Star Citizen. If, 
tell anybody really anything, any final thoughts that you wanted to give after this discussion, and then please share with them where they might be able to find your content and what kind of content you're making. So final thoughts. Well, this is in the year for Star Citizen. There's still plenty to enjoy this year with Star Citizen. So if you're still on the fence and you're not sure, it's fine. Look up some videos and, and, and do some research and see if it's going to be something for you. It's not a perfect experience, but I think there's stuff to look forward to potential new backers and existing backers alike but uh is it the year no um if you want to find me you can find me on youtube or on twitch i usually stream mondays wednesdays and saturdays saturdays are my community streams uh, and and that's it for right now uh i guess yeah Thanks for having me, Space Tomato. I yeah. really appreciate it. It's been really fun talking. I will I will always bring you on to the show, man. I love talking to you. We don't get to we don't get to hang out and chat enough. I, I really like bouncing ideas off of you and I want to hop in game more. So thanks for especially on such short notice coming in here and having a chat. Uh, it's been a good hour. My pleasure. Of course. It's been it's been a great hour, man. Cool. Well, everybody else, thank you all for being here, listening or watching, whether you're on YouTube or on our audio platforms. But the audio platforms are ad free. So if you are watching on YouTube and you want to get the nice, smooth, long uh, podcast on its own, make sure to check those out. Spotify, Apple, Anchor, wherever you like. And you can also support this podcast by becoming a YouTube channel member on my main channel or joining us on Patreon and getting some access to exclusive videos. But besides all that, I've been your host, Keenan. This has been a discussion about the year of 2022 and the future of Star Citizen with my friend Morphologist. And we'd like to thank you for coming. And uh, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Wait, wait not me. I'll, well, I'll yeah, see you on the podcast you next, next week. week. Yeah. Right, yeah. He'll, he'll see me next week and I'll see all of you next week. <laughs> all right. Until next week. Bye.